Hi, I'm Colin Monsi and you're listening to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to episode 36 of the Functional Tennis Podcast. Before we get started with details on today's podcast episode, I would like to say sorry for pulling last week's episode down. If you didn't know, we had the physio of a top 20 ATP tour player and it was a great episode. It was live for about a day and a half, but I was asked kindly by the physio to take the episode down. There may have been some contract issues where sometimes you're not allowed talk about players you work with and various other things. I'm not sure exactly what went on, but I just want to apologize to you guys about me having to take down the episode as it was so good, but also I didn't want anybody's job in harm. So uh, I did what I thought was the right thing to do. But we're back this week with Colo Monti. Colo has an infectious attitude. He's really, really positive. He's ITF 12 at the moment and he has a great win or you learn attitude. He was part of the South African ATP Tour Cup in January, which he learned loads being with some top players. He has advice for juniors and plenty more. It's a great episode. You're going to enjoy it. Before we get started, big thanks to our podcast sponsors, Head. I'm really enjoying playing with the Radicals. As I've mentioned here before, I used to use Radicals when I was a kid from all of Agassiz's rackets. And then Irish pro James McGee used to give me his rackets and I changed after that. But the past six, seven months, I've gone back to the Radical and it's like going back to my junior days, really loving it. The racket feels the same and I feel comfortable with it. So thanks, Head, for making an amazing racket and looking forward to the updated Radical, which won't come, unfortunately, until 2021. But yeah, thanks. Other than that, let's get chatting to Colo. Hi, Colo. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Hey, Fabio. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to have you on. Ever since we had your coach, Anthony Harris, on the podcast, he told me, oh, you got to get Colo on the podcast. Great story. So I'm excited to have you on here. Tell me, where are you right now? Right now, I'm in Pretoria in South Africa. I'm actually playing the Junior African Championships. And, you know, good news is I'm playing the quarterfinals tomorrow. So I'm very happy about that. Great. So are you seeded one down there? Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the number one seed. So it's a pretty good feeling, you know, coming into a tournament. Number one seed, you know, I don't, I don't feel pressure, actually. I feel more motivation and confidence, you know, so I'm, I'm happy to be the first seed. Great. And tell me, how old are you? I'm 17 right now. I'm 17 years old. And I'm born in 2002. Is this your last year under 18? Yeah, yeah. This is my final year in the, on the ITF circuit. Okay, so you've had a great start to the year. You're coming in, what, 14 now at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I went in with a career high of 12 this year. Uh, dropped down to 14 right now, but, you know, I still can't complain, you know. Uh, all the hard work paid off last year, so I'm pretty happy. Great. So that's a great way to start the year. And tell me, we're going to cut back. We're going to press the rewind button and go back all the way to the start. When did you start playing tennis? I started playing tennis when I was around seven years old. 
You know, um, my whole family was a sporty family. You know, my mom was an athlete. Uh, my father was a rugby player, soccer player. You know, he did all the sports. And then my older brother, Sipo Smonsi, who's currently in the University of Illinois, you know, he also played every sport as the younger brother. You know, I just followed him. And, you know, he eventually started playing tennis. And he's kind of my role model right now, you know. And because he played tennis, you know, here I was thinking I want to be just like my brother. And I picked up a racket, started following in his footsteps. And, you know, uh, he, he gave me advice along the way and he helped me a lot throughout my career, you know. So I give a lot of credit to him. Great. And is he on tennis scholarship in Illinois? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's there on the tennis scholarship. So he's having a really good time there and he's improving every day. Great. So growing up, you always had somebody obviously giving you good advice, somebody better than you to play against. And that, that really helps. When you hear the advice, you know, coming from a family member, you know, it's, you know, I really take it in, especially when it's my older brother, you know, and it, it really helped me, you know. Growing up, I never really watched Nadal and Fedra and Djokovic, you know. I knew of them, but I wasn't really a, a big fan. You know, I was more of a fan. I was a fan of my brother mostly, actually. You know, so I, I honestly give all the credit to him. You know, he, he really helped me a lot uh, throughout my career. Well, so you, you take it up when you're seven and you're just playing at the local club, playing with your, with your family, with your brother. Where did it go from there? When I started playing, you know, I just played for fun. I played at school, you know, and I picked it up pretty easily because I had played squash as well before the tennis. So, um, you know, I used to play with my father, you know, he used to coach me and my brother and, you know, I used to play with my mom here and there. But, you know, the moment my brother started doing better and playing for South Africa, you know, I thought, wow, you know, I also want to travel, you know, I also want to, you know, go around the world, meet new people, play tons of tournaments. And, um, you know, the further he went, you know, the more I wanted to work. And since, you know, nine years old, you know, I never stopped working on this big dream that I had of becoming a top junior player and then going on to hopefully become a top pro player. Wow. And when did you start training with Anthony? I started training with Anthony around 2017, July, August. You know, we had uh, been to the academy uh, a couple of times when we were younger. And um, we, we loved it there and we were, we were very happy, you know. So uh, Anthony, the one time, you know, spoke with us and said, you know, we're welcome to come anytime. So we were, we were very happy to hear that he's very welcoming. And, you know, in 2017, the decision was made that we should move down to Cape Town because we believed it would uh, improve our tennis. And with the plan that Anthony had in mind for myself and my brother, we believed that, you know, if you work together as a team, I could really do it. And, you know, the results, you know, show the process. And tell me, so you say you moved to Cape Town. Where did you live before you moved to Cape Town? Well, I was actually born in the Eastern Cape, you know, a smaller town called East London on the coast of South Africa. And then, you know, I stayed there, you know, I went to school down there with my, stayed there with my family. And around 2013, uh, I relocated to Pretoria, actually, where I currently am now. And I stayed this side and I was coached by Franz Crenier for a couple of months. Then I moved on to another very special coach uh, named Larson Stewart, probably my favorite coach that I've ever had in my career. You know, he's a very nice guy just in general. And then around 2017, we had made the switch, you know, and I'd actually also been coached by Denton Mainchies at the John Lafner de Jacha Tennis Academy down here in Pretoria. And then in 2017, that was when we made the switch to move to Cape Town. 
Were you always top of your age group moving up from the 12s, 14s, 16s? Obviously, when I started, I wasn't. But uh, the more I played, you know, I was able to. My goal was to be number one under 12 in South Africa. And, you know, I, I achieved that, which was something really special for me. And, you know, I wanted to be number one in the 14s age group and then the 16s age group and then the 18s. I'd honestly say, you know, I was always at the top of my age group. Uh, so it was a pretty good feeling. But, you know, I just I still wanted to get better and compete even more. And when did you start traveling internationally? My first years of international traveling was, I'd say, around 2016. You know, that's when I started on the ITF circuit, actually, or around 2017, somewhere there. That's when I really started to go around the world, you know, overseas. And as a junior, I did go, like, around to, like, around Africa. Um, so I, would, I wouldn't really count that. But, you know, once I started on the ITF circuit, that's when I started to go out the country and, and so on and so on. Uh, were you so excited getting out of Africa and traveling with that being one of your dreams? Yeah, I mean, you know, coming coming from South Africa or Africa just in general, you know, it's not easy to make it in a sport like tennis because it's not a big sport. In South Africa, the biggest sport is rugby, soccer and cricket, you know. So we, we're not really supported um, big time, you know, in South Africa. You know, for us to travel, you know, it's very expensive with the different currency rates and everything. And um, so it's really tough, you know, but, you know, with my family, you know, we believe in God and we know everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we used to pray every night and we always believed that something would happen. And, you know, God opens doors. So um, eventually my brother and myself, you know, did what we did and I'm in a good position right now and so is he and so so are my parents. And that's really amazing. And yeah, that hard work will open a lot of doors and the belief. Tell me, what's it like training with Anthony at his academy? Well, training with Anthony is uh, something special. You know, he, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's made two top 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 hundred players now, you know, Judy Seller and Lord Harris. The guy really knows what he's doing. You know, he's helped me a lot, you know, on court, off court, you know, talking about the future, you know, talking about the present. So there's a lot of things that he's helped me with, uh, you know, specific things on the court and off the court, you know, teaching me to be more professional, you know, how to handle certain things when I'm on the court and when I'm off the court. And, you know, so it's, it's really something special to know that there's a person out there that, you know, really believes in me and uh, believes that I can really make it uh, in, in, the, in the tennis world. And, and I can really tell, you know, he, he cares. So, you know, that makes me really happy. And you know, it's been a really good partnership, you know, until now. And, and I still believe we're going to go on further. And, you know, I'm really happy to know that I will have him and a good team around me going on to my pro career. Yeah, that's what I get from talking to Anthony, from seeing various things about Anthony, that his academy is like a big family and he treats his players so well and they all treat each other so lovely. So that's the feeling I get. So it's great for you to say that. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's, it's exactly definitely like a family, I'd, I'd put it, you know, more like an Anthony Harris tennis family. <laughs> <laughs> you train a little bit with Light Harris down there. You know, since last year, I started having quite a lot of hits with him. And, you know, it's, it's also something really special to know that Lloyd is where he is right now, you know, a top 100 player, made it from Anthony's academy. You know, and it's, it's an eye-opener for me too. You know, it means I could also do it. You know, if Lloyd did it from South Africa, based in Cape Town, no, I also believe I can do it. And, you know, hitting with Lloyd is amazing for me, you know, getting to spend time with him off court, you know, 
I'd actually say I believe that we're friends right now. And, you know, he's also helped me on the court and off the court. You know, we had uh, a couple of chats about certain things about life and he's really helped me as well. You know, so it's it's very special to know that he's around when I'm at the courts. And, and you know, I'm just really happy to see what he's doing uh, right now. And I'm very honored, you know, to have the chance to be able to hit with him. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. And that's great to hear. Another nice guy from down there. And what about Kevin Anderson? Have you practiced with him? Yeah, that was, that was honestly amazing. You know, uh, first time meeting Kevin was really amazing. Uh, you know, I'd never met Kevin before and I met him in Brisbane at the ATP Cup. And, you know, it was just mind blowing that, you know, I get to be around these guys and be around Kevin. And, you know, I got to warm him up before all of his matches at the ATP Cup. And, you know, I was, I was a little nervous, you know, to to be honest with you. you know, I, I don't want to miss against Kevin Anderson, you know, but, you know, he was really nice. You know, it made me feel comfortable. You know, he spoke with me about, you know, the college route or the pro route and many other things. We went for dinner as a team. So it was really good uh, to be around him, you know, to learn from him, to see how uh, professional he is, especially. Uh, you know, so I, I took a lot of tips uh, from Kevin and it was really special to be to be around him and the whole team. This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at asics.com. And tell me, so you were part of the South African ATP Cup, which must have been an amazing experience. Tell us more about the whole trip. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really blessed to be able to say I was an ATP Cup, you know, player on the, on the South African team. And the whole trip was, you know, honestly perfect. I can't think of a better way to start off the year, you know, get to be around the pros, you know, see them practice, see them play their matches. And it was a wonderful experience. You know, I can't, I can't explain it really. But, you know, just to be there, you know, I learned as much as possible. You know, I watched as much as possible. And, you know, you know, I try like the small things, you know, how they eat, you know, I try to see how that person eats, how that person eats, the stretches that they do, the exercises that they do, how they are, you know, behind the scenes in the locker rooms, you know, and everyone was very, very nice. You know, Felix Ojalisim uh, was the was the first, you know, of the pro players to come up to me in the locker rooms. And, you know, he basically introduced himself and I was like, listen, buddy, I know, I know who you are already. <laughs> but, you know, just for him, you know, to, to do that for me was really wonderful. Um, you know, it, it meant a lot to me and he made me feel very comfortable, you know, told me he'll be like my first friend on the tour. So it, it was really great for him to come up to me and, you know, talk with me and make me feel comfortable. And to meet many other pros was very special, you know, for me to now think, you know, a lot of the pros know who I am. You know, it makes me want to work even harder so that I could be on that ATP tour, you know, much more, you know, so I, it was honestly just amazing. You know, I, I don't know what else to say. Sounds like an amazing experience. Is there one thing that stood out that you learned the most from seeing all these top players? It's, it's a word that I hear a lot and it's discipline. When it really matters the most, you know, discipline, those guys have it, you know, how professional they are. You know, those are the two things I saw, you know, 
the discipline was the biggest thing, you know, on the court, you know, even if it's off the court in the gym, you know, they work really hard, you know, they're really focused. And that's what I try to put into my game, you know, work as hard as possible as if this is, you know, the last thing I want to do in my life. And, you know, discipline is the, the one thing, you know, I still want to work on for myself, you know, and that's what I took a lot from those guys. Give me an example for our listeners of discipline, let's say off the court. For me, you know, in my understanding, I'd say, you know, doing the right things you know, as a tennis player, for example, you know, going to bed early, knowing you have a match the next day, you know, giving yourself enough time for your body to feel good, you know, watch the stuff that you eat, you know, how much time you spend on your phone, you know. There's a couple of things in my understanding that I took from that trip. But, you know, I'm still a young kid and I don't, you know, have the full understanding of the word discipline. And, you know, and that's why I believe with Anthony and my whole team around me, you know, they teach me how to become more professional and how to become a better person and a tennis player at the same time. Great. It is really important to have that team around you, but also for you to be thrown in the mix with these guys to understand what it's like for them to have discipline and what you need to be a top player. So it's a really good experience for you at such a young age to be in that mix. You know, to be a 17-year-old, the youngest guy there, it's, uh, it's, it's really nice, you know, to learn from the next-gen players, you know, and to learn from the older guys, you know, it's, it's a great mix, you know. I get to learn from young guys and old guys, you know, middle-aged guys. So I don't think there's anything better than that uh, at an age like this. And for a kid who wants to become a professional player, it's probably the best thing a, a kid could ever get. Definitely is. And tell me, which player is your biggest inspiration on the tour right now? Um, You know, I, I'd say my favorite player right now, you know, someone that uh, I like a lot is Nick Kyrgios. But, you know, if I was to say a role model on the ATP tour, you know, I'd probably say it's Rafa because, you know, he never, he never gives up, you know, he keeps fighting for every single point, you know, he never shows emotions really. So I'd, I'd probably put Rafa as the, as the role model in the, on the ATP tour. Great choice. We put up his quotes all the time on functional tennis and he has so many of them. If you check out his website, I think the first page is just quotes from him and each one of them is really special and can provide a lot of motivation. But speaking of players on the tour, whose game does yours resemble the most out there? Oh, I'd probably put myself between Gail Monfils and Novak Djokovic. I feel like for me, you know, my, my weapon on the court is my mind, you know. I feel like I'm smarter than the other guys. You know, obviously I don't have the physical strength, you know, being a, a short guy playing against guys uh, taller than me and, and physically stronger. I have to become a bit smarter, you know, and I feel like I can pull off any shots in tennis. Now I'm quick on the court, you know, flexible. So I'd, I'd put it in between those two players. But, you know, I always try to take tips from each player that I watch, you know, because, you know, to become a top player on the ATP circuit, you know, you have to do something special. You know? So I try to take from each player. But right now, I'd probably say Gil Monfils and Novak Djokovic. That's a good mix. So if we throw both of them into a mixer, we get you. That's really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of your tennis. I did see some videos online. You had a great run down at the, the grade ones down in South Africa last year. Yeah, that was probably the, you know, that gave me a, a big breakthrough, you know, winning my first grade two and grade A in Cape Town at home is probably, you know, an amazing uh, feeling. You know, my parents didn't get to watch me for almost one year. And, you know, now they were with me, with my whole family, with my uncle, my aunties, my cousins. And for me to get the win in front of them was probably, no one can take that away from me. And it's just hands down the best 
of my career, you know, up to date. So, you know, I, I worked really hard in that time. And, you know, I just want to keep going further and further. And, you know, I was just really happy to have won the grade two and the grade eight in Cape Town with my family around me. And, you know, I just want to continue making them proud each day. Great. Now, congrats on that win. We Hopefully we can see a few more this year. What are your plans for 2020? Uh, well, this year, um, I'm going to play many more futures, you know, 15Ks, 25Ks. You know, I've got a challenger coming up in about three or four weeks time here in South Africa. And then, you know, I'd only play the the junior slams. Uh, you know, I just want to try to get my pro career started, you know, so I'm going to start off with the futures. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to to that experience. You know, it's I'm basically starting a career all over again, you know. So I'm I'm actually really excited to be doing that. And, you know, I just want to get my name out there. You know, I just want to, you know, show people, you know, anyone can make it from anywhere, you know, no matter the height or anything like that, you know. So I just want to go out there and compete. So the Junior Grand Slams and Futures and some challengers, are you thinking of college at all or it's just, no, I'm just hitting the circuit. That's my dream. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I have thought about college a lot. Uh, obviously, my brother went to college, so... You know, like I said earlier on, I copied my brother and the moment he went to college, you know, college came into my mind and to see how well he's doing and how happy he is, it makes me, you know, think maybe do I want to do the same thing? But if I was to go, you know, I'd go next year in August. So I still have, you know, about a year and a half to really make that decision. So this year will be, you know, just focus on the pro tournaments, but at the same time, you know, finish my schoolwork in this year. And, you know, you, you know, you have to keep it balanced. You know, you can't just let go of the school and do the tennis. So uh, I'm, I'm just trying to keep it balanced as much as possible, uh, even though it's a really tough thing to do. But yeah, college is definitely on my mind. And, you know, from what I've heard from many different people, it's a good idea, you know, as well. Was Kevin Anderson trying to, well, advising you on Illinois also? That's where your brother is and that's where Kevin Anderson went. So... He was probably yeah. trying to push you over there. Yeah, personally, yeah, he, he said he wanted me to go to Illinois. But you know, <laughs> he told me about other great programs and, you know, he told me it's about where I feel comfortable, you know, where, what's the perfect fit for me. So he told me a lot of things and I made sure I try to remember as much as possible because I will I will need it a lot. And, you know, to, to hear it from a top 10 ATP player, you know, it's very special. So uh, when Kevin was speaking about the college route and his process and his journey, you know, I was listening as much as possible and you know, to go to Illinois with my brother would be, uh, it would be amazing. It would be really special. But, you know, I am open to many other schools, but, you know, I've got people helping me make the right decision and sort that stuff out. Great. Well, look, you've good advisors there, which is really important to have the good advisors. Tell me, we're going to end this, uh, Colo. I'm going to ask you for your advice for other players, 14, 15, 16 year olds around the world who dream of a professional career. From your experience, what advice do you have for players who are a bit younger than yourself? What I would say is, you know, believe in yourself. Stick with the, with your team, you know, stick with your family because they are the only people you know, that will really, really care about you, you know. But, you know, for me, it's about your family and your team, you know, and believe in yourself. You know, my brother always told me, you must always make sure you believe in yourself because sometimes there'll be people that don't actually believe in you, you know, and just, you know, keep fighting, keep working really hard, uh, you know, no matter how talented you are, you know, you still got to work very hard. And, you know, my, for me, the biggest thing I always tell, you know, my friends and everything is just believe, you know. 
for me, tennis is not in the hands or the legs, really. For me, it's, it's all in the head and in the heart. Whoever wants it the most on the day will come out, you know. And even if you want it the most on the day, you might lose. But I, my parents always told me, you know, it's either you win or you learn. You never lose. So you know, keep working hard, believe in yourself and, you know, just push every day and will improve day by day. That is very inspiring advice, Colo, and very wise set of shoulders you have there for a 17-year-old. <laughs> Very wise. Yes, yeah, so I thank you very much for jumping on the show and I'll be keeping track of your progress throughout the year and may see you at some ATP Tour tournament over the next few years. Yeah, that'd be great. And thanks so much for the call again, Fabio. Uh, you know, it's an honor to be talking with you on your on your podcast. So uh, thanks for that. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Colo. I can guarantee you this episode won't be pulled. Colo is a great guy and I wish him lots of success for the future. Whether he goes the college route or whether he goes pro, I think he's a good head and a shoulder and a good team around him. So wishing him all the best. As usual, if you're new here, I never introduce myself at the start. I'm really bad at that. I'm Fabio, the host. You can catch me on Instagram at Functional Tennis. If you have any questions or any guest suggestions, please send them on. We'll be back next week with a guy called Craig Shapiro. Craig runs a great podcast called Under Review. He has some amazing guests on there. And I just want to speak to another podcast host and get some inside info and find out how they got started and how they're involved in tennis. It'll be a great episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. And until next week, goodbye and get hitting some forehands. Bye. Bye.